Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast, episode three. Today, we have a bunch of topics we're going to be talking about. The Newsom-DeSantis debate, the lithium deposits found on the border of Oregon and Nevada, Elon Musk being Elon Musk, the Josh Giddy, Henry Kissinger, as well as AI. So, so Take it away, Pluria. So let's get into, you know... Some big news that recently came out about Josh Giddy. He plays, he plays for Oklahoma. And so a lot of news came out recently where he uh, has been caught with an underage girl. And so the story is kind of like interesting because he met the girl at a 21 plus club. So everyone in there should be 21 plus. And so then he had like a relationship with this girl. Is he 21? He, I think he's 22 now. He's 21. 21? He's 21 in these articles. Well, okay. Well, um, anyway, long story short, um, there's people on both sides of the aisle that are calling for him to be arrested for obviously, quote unquote, rape of this underage girl. And then other people are like, why isn't the business being held liable? Why isn't she held liable? Because she shouldn't have been there in the first place. The business should have caught it. She shouldn't have been let. She probably had a fake ID. I'm obviously assuming. Yeah, a bunch of things went wrong. Exactly. And so it's like, does this guy's NBA career need to be destroyed? Should he be put in prison for something that really might not be his fault now if you knowingly knew she was underage that's a problem i don't know here's my thing if you're a very successful nba player you have to be and should be way more careful about the people you sleep with i mean people probably should in general but you need to vet the people who you're sleeping with straight up they're also kids these nba stars still i kind of relative to me but also not relative to her yeah. yeah, to her, he is a 21-year-old man. And I don't think we we probably should step away in general as a society calling 20-something-year-olds kids. Yeah, they're like young adults. young adults. It's not good True. to infantilize but I, I, adults. You know, I don't want to hold them to such a high standard, even though there has been a history in the NBA of some uh, pretty horrific acts by people who are uh, uh, let wide leashes because they are good commodities yeah and they're also rich as hell you know but i mean the overarching point for this you know short topic was just should he be held liable like what is everybody's opinion real quick what is your i, I mean, want to see i don't i don't more have evidence <laughs> yeah i my opinion is that needs to be more careful in general and it's a weird thing she shouldn't have been there in the first place the business up uh, he should not be sleeping with a minor straight up. You you seem to have a, a little bit of, of uh, empathy. Not sympathy, but empathy for Giddy. Well, I mean, I just think I've seen a lot of stories, especially like there was one in Texas of this black guy who went to a bar and he met a girl at the bar and then found out she was underage after the fact and he got like three years in prison for it. And it was like, if you're at an establishment that is like specifically 21 plus and then you meet someone, <clears throat> it's kind of like, Am I going to judge that person for like not knowing? I, I take bit. issue. I take issue with people that are like intentionally go after children. Uh, I mean, I think like, if you, you know, if people didn't, that would be a huge fucking problem. But I think, in some degree, you need people should be vetting the people that like sleeping with someone is a f- big but, deal. You should be vetting people a little bit. But more if they have a fake like, ID, oh, and that's here. what they give you. Then you're just and it also be like bears mentioning there are corollary. Uh, cases like Carl Malone, who, quote, impregnated a 13-year-old when he was a 20-year-old sophomore at Louisiana Tech and still went on to enjoy a Hall of Fame career. Uh, and so it, there, there's good reason for society to yeah, be, he should be locked a up. little bit freaked out <laughs> by stories like this. Uh, but oh, yeah, that, also that's... Goes, my, my main concern is with the, the, the news media and the public's reaction to the news media uh, when they don't read into the article and they don't reserve their opinions. He's being booed at basketball games and maybe he should be suspended while the investigation continues, but the public should also try to uh, take things with a grain of salt until the reporters have thoroughly investigated. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say, like I said, if he knew she was underage, it's like, Hey bro, that's on you. Jail time, whatever. But if it no, was he definitely like, he should not yeah. have been sleeping with her. I mean, but, sure. but if he didn't know, like I said, if he was, he met her at a club. She's 15. She, I mean, look, I, I get there are some women that you look younger, but at the end of the day, she's what, 15, 16? 15, yeah. You, yeah. He kind of sh- should be able to tell. It's not clear from the articles that I read that uh, all of the journalists are talking about the same girl. Uh, 
too, uh, specifically because some of them uh, mention uh, a girl who is 15 or 16, and then they don't mention her name. Are there pictures with, of with her? good reason. And they don't want to publish pictures of her. They don't want her to oh, be Oh, there's, there's already pictures because she was posting all over social media that she was with that's, him. That's, that's, how what's un- she, that's what's unclear to me. Well, that, that's, does that's she look like a 15 and 16-year-old? I mean, I definitely think that sure she looks like a kid, there's but a that's lot just of me. That's then girls in he his up. He, he, th- this is still on him. Yeah, but no. he, should, he probably should go to jail. I'm a, I'm like I, I can sympathize with the fact that like he didn't know, but also, dude, you're way too famous to not be and have way too much money to not be vetting these people more. Yeah, I'm ambivalent about uh, Giddy, but uh, Henry Kissinger, the jury is in. He's guilty and dead. It, it, good riddance. This was the one obituary I've seen from the New York Times that called it complicated, and that is enough to know that he was a jerk. <laughs> so for people that don't know who Henry Kissinger is, give her, give them everybody like a rundown so they can kind of... I mean, the list is long. There's a great Rolling Stone uh, obit called uh, Henry Kissinger, War Criminal Beloved by America's Ruling Class, Finally yeah. Dies. And it's... He was the Secretary of State 10, to, uh, I think, Lyndon B. Johnson and... Um, no, Nixon, not, Nixon, Nixon is, for his, sure. is his main squeeze, yeah. and uh, he also went on to advise um, most other presidents after yeah. that, uh, because he was this foreign policy fixture, and to some degree they had to listen to him. He uh, is like expected. He's like one of the warmongers. When people think, when you think of the idea of American warmonger, he is like a prime example. So like war dogs type. So it is very, I'm not going to say very likely, he almost certainly approved and helped create the plans for bombing of Laos and Cambodia during the Vietnam War and almost definitely had a hand in uh, uh, disintegrating peace negotiations in 1970, I believe it was. When when the Nixon administration uh, came in, it looked like uh, the Johnson administration was going to make peace with Vietnam, Uh, but Kissinger... uh, Operating a shadow foreign policy campaign uh, derailed the negotiations and managed to extend the war another four years. And most historians would agree that those next four years were entirely needless. It was already uh, a stalemate and nothing substantial changed except for huge carpet bombings. Agent Orange. Was he part of Agent Orange? Thousands of people dying. Uh, Almost certainly, indirectly, I, yeah, or that, maybe, maybe because Agent Agent Orange still has like major effects to this day, and even like the amount of bombs we drop still have effects to this day. Which is like, I, do not go into the forest in Vietnam because you could still step on unexploded. I mean, so you know? like the the tactics used under his watch during the Vietnam War um, killed a lot of Vietnamese and also American soldiers, or, or you know, people servicemen in general. Um, Again, the bombing of Laos and Cambodia. If you don't know what that is, I probably should have explained that a little bit earlier. When we were at the military conflict with Vietnam, uh, we basically decided, not we, the U.S. government decided to offhandedly be like, we're going to bomb the neighboring countries too because why not? They might be escaping into there. And uh, they did it without the approval of Congress. And a lot of Congress members didn't know about it until after the war. Yeah. Like after we had completely pulled out of Vietnam, and yeah. uh, not great. So he was was he alive during JFK's whole? He was a hundred years old when he died. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then I would definitely say that's interesting because um, with all the like release of the JFK files and they saw like the involvement of like the CIA and the FBI, and I'm not I'm not even talking about conspiracy stuff. I'm talking about like the actual documents that they released and how um, they. The things that the FBI and the CIA were doing um, prior to JFK's entrance, then when JFK got in, obviously, like, kicking some people out, and how they were, like, trying to fund all these different wars across the world. Um, yeah, he was the architect of many of those. Yeah. He's also associated with uh, the deposition of the Allende government in Chile. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, in the the general support of uh, right wing regimes, uh, when he found them useful in the Middle East, in South America, in Asia, and the whole world, uh, because he he was Dick Cheney before Dick Cheney, right? 
Dick Cheney was an acolyte in in terms of his strategy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he he's termed a realist. I I get the sense because he uh, thought that he could justify supporting these right wing governments in their uh, torture and killing of millions of people, their own citizens and neighboring country citizens. Um, as long as it was good for America's pocketbook. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the, I have like a big issue with like that whole period of time. Um, especially like the JFK assassination, the fact that it was like, it really wasn't a, con- well, th- there's still CIA documents that haven't been released. Like, yeah. Which based- is also illegal by the y- yeah, way. Yeah. Because they've-, they've been ordered to, yeah. but, but it's interesting because the whole reason they, they didn't want to do an actual investigation was because they didn't want it to turn into a conspiracy. And then like, possibly turn us into this like major war and them doing that turned the jfk assassination into a conspiracy it's really interesting if you know if you don't know anything about the jfk documents that released i'd say look into it because there's like a ton of people that have done some research on it and everything that's been released and it's very interesting and it really the conspiracy comes from people like kissinger and a lot of the people like the head of the cia at the time and all their different shadow uh regimes that they were running to like you know, in Nicaragua and all these different places to fund wars across. The- it was really interesting. I'd, I'd say if you're a listener viewer, you should take a look into it. It's a pattern that's still going on today with uh, new renewable energy resources uh, where we support a pattern of human rights violations in the supply chain as long as we can get resources cheap and sell luxury cars to people. Yeah. And it's very interesting because, you know, right now we just found 1.5 trillion worth of uh, lithium on the Nevada Oregon border it's supposed to be like the largest deposit in the world and so there's the the native uh, tribes Native American groups are claiming like hey this is contested land like you shouldn't be able to do do this there's current court cases going on about it and it's kind of choosing the lesser of two evils it's like we either go to the Congo and we have like underpaid basically slave labor child labor or we go that, to Mexico because there's a bunch of there that just recently but found too. They, they found that as well but then also you have in the United States where it's like well this is in America it would lessen supply chain problems you know we wouldn't have to rely on the Congo for you know lithium anymore so it's like what's the lesser of two evils you know my watchword on this again is diversify risk and yep. do both mm-hmm. and support supply chains in Congo and gently oh. extract resources here. Yeah. I would much rather us get out of the well look, the the conditions in the Congo are straight up slavery. Horrific. Yeah. Like horrific. I would much prefer we pull out of that full stop and then invest into here, but I also don't want to have to kick native people off yeah, their lands. Yeah, pulling too. out doesn't change the demand for the lithium and that just uh That's true. brings other bad actors in. Uh, this is the we can't, we have of to, evil we, uh, paradox. You you have right. to step in in order to do it right. Uh, we and, can't just keep allowing that to happen, though. I mean, you could you could you could set up the 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 Congo government with a democratically elected Congress and a constitution, and then give it nationalized control over its uh, resource deposits. Are you advocating you turn it. it into a client state? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, but one that is democratic and one that is like right wing in Kessinger, but you already Kessinger's know that no, well, i, I mean, don't think they, anybody wants to do that because yeah. we can undermine like the congo is like the richest country in the world but it has like the poorest people in the world and that's simply because they have so many resources like diamonds gold silver lithium all these different things and if we go in and then they like actually establish like uh, a standard of living and all these kinds of things it would make the price of all these things go up um and they don't like mostly people True. don't yeah. want to it, do it that would, it would make prices go up here as well to extract these and resources the people slowly. that are in power that are running these companies do not want to see they're not going to push the united states government to raise their um costs Overheads. yeah mm. they're just not that's very progressive of you i mean on, on i don't know if that's hand, a progressive most people think that that's not a progressive thing, yeah, well no inherently. i mean i think it's a it's a it's a positive articulation of like dominant ideology that's capitalist and profit motivated and in short-term thinking and it's not acting in the public's interest the public's interest in congo and the public's interest here and something that should also be said that in so far as america is the rich person Mm -hmm. the public here wants cheap gas and resources and cars and so it's incumbent upon us as americans to 
accept higher prices and frankly not blame our elected leaders so much for trying to lower well, them but see, not lower them enough that's where the problem lies where basically it's like well this is why the 1.5 trillion that we found in america is great but it's also kind of on native american land and it's contested land and it's going through court and then it's like okay well mexico found some stuff but then it's like okay they're not really going to pay them that much too and there's going to be some labor violations there's too. also going to be so a huge like, problem with the cartels if we try to mine yeah, and, and, and i'm also worried that the, the prevalence of these resources and the sudden uh ability to get them easily will contribute to waste that we will end up oh, making almost a whole certainly. bunch of luxury cars and uh, batteries luxury for richer cars. and and not public transportation. Let's just say Teslas are not luxury cars just because they slap the label on it. It's all fake leather. It's because of the the, the auto drive. It's because <sighs> it's, it's because of the expense. It's the technology. It's not accessible to normal people. It's not a Volkswagen. Mm-mm. I don't know these tax credits, man. You get one for twenty grand. Still, that's too much. No, yeah. So you were mentioning turning the Congo into a, a, a potentially turning it into. I mean, a I was only state. slightly joking. I know, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm going back into it. That's the so question. Would you be fine with the U.S. having a bunch of client states if they voluntarily joined? Or like, no, we like. If you guys I, are about our freedom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you aren't going to impose your culture upon I us, mean, we'll like fully join and the, be like a property of the U.S. or a state. I mean, the the whole conception of it as a client state is is kind of whack. Like, uh, ideally, I would want uh, us to support stable democracies uh, around the world, and then they can deal with whom they please, um, and we should give them support in dealing with whom they please uh, and advice on that without coercion. For instance, uh, as we have stepped out of invest, the Western world, that is, uh, stepped out of investing in Africa, uh, the East has uh, stepped in. And mm-hmm. China has uh, exhibited a pattern of investing in infrastructure projects in that they can't pay back. That the and military their, bases their client states can't pay back, and then when the client states can't pay back the loans, they get the China resources. Yeah, takes specifically the ports, and then they start as offering the ports as business the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, Not to mention Russia. Oh my God, the things that Russia is doing as well. Right, they in, it's insane. In, in Ukraine, they've had a long history of using. Well, sticks I'm, I'm talking and about. Not I'm talking about Africa. Like there are people, oh. there are Africans protesting for Russia because of the way that they're framing, um, the way that they're setting well, it up. They're, is they're getting them to love Russia because they're like, oh, we're going to give you all this, we're going to give you all this, and in reality, they're like, we're about to take all your. Sh-. Yeah, we're we're talking about the the BRICS uh, coalition. Yeah, and uh, is it BRICS? That sounds about right. Yes, yes, and um, B R I C S. Uh, yeah, and and it's an alternative investment uh, system to the uh, World Bank and the Western uh, banks that were originally set up to invest in developing countries. Um, and that was a good system insofar as it gave people good loans until it resulted in austerity through conservative and also the big problem too in africa is that a lot of the infrastructure they're building isn't necessarily needed infrastructure so uh i saw like a report where china built a bunch of trains i think it was in i don't remember the i don't want to misquote i don't remember it off the top of my head but you can look it up they um they built the trains and then nobody used them it, like to the point where like COVID I mean China happened. has ghost cities like massive cities well no I'm like talking that. about this like, isn't this is an no, no Africa, I'm right? saying so like this like... is not a uh, this is not a this is a common thing this is an anomaly. yeah so so they built all this infrastructure and then like it didn't really have any benefit for the people so like after COVID they're just like shuttered you know um, train depots and it's like even before nobody was really using them so it's like they're doing a lot to be like we're building you this we're doing this and it's like we didn't even need it though like. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not it's all manipulation just to get collateral for their resources and ports, et cetera, et cetera. It's et cetera. a form of colonialism. Yeah. And yeah. it's a repetition of what America practiced for uh, hundreds of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, lithium deposits, man. I mean, especially when it comes to like Elon Musk, this will definitely be really big for his company and Lucid and other companies and whatnot. I was going to say, uh, do you guys think his him switching over to or the process of switching over to salt? Solid state batteries he's been doing and implementing into new Tesla models. Do you mm-hmm. think that will be the norm? I definitely soon? I don't know because Lucid Lucid currently has like the best battery technology mm-hmm. um in the market and I don't know how their batteries are set up. 
but I don't think that Tesla is the standard anymore. I think Tesla is is the big name, but there's a lot of other companies that are doing a lot better. Like Lucid, it's crazy because they just they're not at the same market share that Tesla is because they have a, like a whole lot of problems. They're basically Saudi owned. They're like sixty percent owned by the Saudi government, but they have faster cars, longer batteries. Um, actually luxury cars. I love Lucid. Like, honestly, it's like one of my favorite brands, but they just suck because they, they're, they're having production problems. The car that they have is only marketed to like rich people. They don't really have a cheaper option for people. Whereas like Tesla hit the market and then they had like the, the Model options. 3, the Model Y, you know, like, so it's definitely different. But like, what do you guys think about um, all the Elon Musk news recently? I love it. It's hilarious. I heard Pete told uh, Bob Iger to go fuck himself. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, just advertisers in general, and yeah. Bob was in the audience, and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Bob. Like, he was looking. If you look at the clip, like, he's, like, looking around, looking at the, the uh-huh. host and into the audience, and I'm pretty certain he was looking at Bob Iger. Yeah, good note. Yeah. But no, he was, was, uh, uh, was I, I think it's hilarious. Well, and then also not to mention the lawsuit that just recently came up because With of media matters. matters. Yeah, yeah, because they Which were was, pushing ideology that was like, he's very this, or he's very Yeah, that, that was straight slander or libel like defamation defamation straight up it was not strictly defamation it's going to be very hard to i mean they were calling him anti-semitic and he had very much been pro-israel and put i don't think anti-hamas uh tweets up specifically calling him uh anti-semitic although that has been a call out after that tweet where he seemed to endorse a great replacement theory-esque statement but then even then it's like He's been a supporter of Israel this whole time, and obviously, I mean, he saying, met with Netanyahu. Well, like, everybody's everybody's something... saying that that's more of like, oh, he's trying to sell. Yeah, but you can't. But I mean, you can't like, like no, that's even assumptions. even if you're Elon Musk, you cannot set when a country is in a time of war. Even if you are Elon Musk, you cannot set that up within a week's notice. I yeah. just don't think that's possible. I mean, even... also, don't think you can call a man anti-Semitic who is very pro-Israel. I mean, you speak about him like he's a mogul, and I at this point I think he's just a guy who tweets a lot, and that's how but advertisers. It's because you don't like him. him. Why? Why do people care? I so, like, I think he's not the CEO anymore. He's not running the company. He owns the company. He no, no, he definitely has influence on it. He, he no has influence, he but he's not the CEO anymore. It's both. So it's, it's both the influence he has and the public perception that he has influence, erroneous or not, that is scaring advertisers away. It's not. I get it, any, but it's, it's like at this point, at this point, no, people it's, didn't. He, it's, he did a poll. People didn't want him. He got a new CEO, and it, he's still on the plot. He can, he he can tweet or he can whatever. Is they still they don't. The, the advertisers don't like it one because this is probably the only platform in a long time that is very free speech so with that there comes problems of them being like we don't know what's going to be said not to also their files really screwed up the they're also kind of ideologically not, opposed so to free speech because his content moderation policies have changed a lot and they've they've swung from center left to right wing in the past uh i wouldn't say years. that no. at all I mean, even you're like very left leaning. So what is right to you is more center than anything. I, and I, even, I would even say if that you look at community as notes, the status quo, it was conservative to start with. And uh, it's the status quo was not right, though. The status quo sure, today, okay. more than anything, is well, now it is in Congress, barely right leaning, but more so like the last 10 years that has been pushing v- let me, let more left leaning ideology, let me, let me, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. But like the status quo for the last what probably since Obama got in has been a rejection of all Bush era garbage and then embracing Obama era and progressivism, which was not, literally not Bush to, policies, not to get but anyway, weeds or, or like um, global uh, attestations like that. Sure. 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 I'm yeah, sure yeah. that people would, would disagree. Yeah. That could, we could, we could turn that things. into a whole, um, our discussion, but, uh, that. um, but uh, what, what are we talking about? Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk yeah. You're talking about Elon <laughs> Musk and, and the fact that, my my thing is he's not the CEO anymore. He has the right to tweet free speech. He can do whatever he wants. And I don't understand why people have him in such high regard for things that like he he probably knows little to nothing about. I mean, if he's talking about Twitter, if he's talking about SpaceX, he's talking about the boring company. Yeah, Tesla, that was my thing. Then it would be like, listen to the dude. I mean, it's those are his company, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't care about Elon Musk's political opinions. That's not why I follow him. That's that's so, a very that's a very fair view, and the advertisers are uh, um, 
reasonable in not assuming that that is your view because as you know with Josh Giddy and the rest of what we talked about people can be a little unreasonable and jump to conclusions I mean Elon Musk can too and it's precisely because he's jumping to conclusions or seemingly doing so despite his attempts to rectify the situation with further tweets I I get it but it's just like a problem it's because the media doesn't like what he did with Twitter and the way he's gone about it that they continue to push him in the media it's like you're giving him attention on purpose and then yeah. you're like look he's getting all this attention no it's it's, it's the trump advertise- effect of 2016 a lot of yeah. the media uh let's say corporate media companies were struggling because well not necessarily struggling but like thing news was slowing down people weren't watching it as much because internet and social media blew up so people were getting a lot more information through that which isn't a good thing by the way uh and then trump came about and was being trump and they're like this guy's controversial and he gets a ton of views so we're just going to keep covering him all the time that's true i remember in some of my favorite weedsy podcasts and uh news uh publishers there was a debate around the time about whether or not they should be neutral about it and whether they should cover it at all some people said we shouldn't cover him at all um they're doing what the advertisers are doing and they're withdrawing support in order to uh smother the fire Mm. and then there's the opposite view which is not happening in the same organization and sometimes it is happening in the same organization where you need to cover it because you need to uh tell people about about what's going on insofar as that thing is affecting them and twitter uh i don't think it was for that reason i think it's because they need to meet a bottom line even even if even if uh he's he's not moderating differently and he's uh just creating the impression of moderating differently that's having uh uh a, a poor effect on the journalists who were using Twitter for legitimate reasons, and the leftists and right wing like organizations. Like I said, I think it, I think Twitter it's I think it's his property. Then that's just going to happen. You're going to no, but I think it's a reaction. It's actually the problem that it's it's one guy doing this and not. Oh, I agree. Board. Like a lot of social media should be put like he's he's like become. It should be a common was trying to. Uh, fight he is against. not. No, I, not. I definitely say that. The community notes thing is something that also pisses off advertisers. Oh my god, that shit's hilarious! And it pisses off news organizations. Good because they are community noting like misinformation. They're community noting things that aren't true. Good people are posting ads that are like misleading, and their community community noting be like, "Don't do this." And as an aside, that community notes feature was pitched by the person on that disinformation board. Uh, who created the disinformation board that you guys are talking about? Uh, oh, 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 the the government government uh, gov- governing of the difference the, is the, the, the how no no how it yeah the, the difference like, it's, uh, evil Marxist it's no the difference is she was straight up like we the government will decide what is disinformation and not and how they are doing it on uh, Twitter is fundamentally different it's and you much have to, more uh, you public have to agree much that more that, public based which that, isn't perfect for sure but it's. A much better if there is going to be a community notes type of deal labeling things well they're not even labeling misinformation they're giving you the informa- sources and resources yeah. to go find out the truth yeah, i would and much rather be with her she way. was advocating for that specifically and she was advocating anyone for anyone in the role if, of in an advisory capacity if anyone in the government it's like we're going to help you determine what's true and not true they're with you and it's- it that leads into the bigger problem of like what came out recently with the CIA, the FBI, and the Biden administration, the Trump administration's telling, uh, you don't want to get into this, do you? <laughs> well, look, we're going to briefly go over this. But basically, that's not a uni- thing you could do in uni- five okay, minutes. Okay, just the United States government uh, going to social media platforms and telling them what's true and what's not true. For example, the Hunter Biden story was suppressed by the United States government and they saw that in the Twitter files. I mean, I that was proved in court. Oh, really? I, no. Oh, I, no, I, that I was proved I don't, in, that was, I don't, that was in the Twitter files. They literally came out and said, like, the United okay. States government no, came I, to... I, I don't think that here's the thing. Okay, the here's the thing. If all. we want to talk about the Twitter files, we can. But one, Yoel, was it Yoel Roth? Yoel some I believe it was Yoel Roth. I might be mistaking it, but there was someone who was an FBI informant and was proven to be an FBI informant working for Twitter at the time before Elon Musk had bought it. Uh, there was tons of. You ever seen The Departed? Everyone's an FBI informant. No, no, no. But I here's, mean, here's the thing. Wait, wait, there are here's a lot the of thing. FBI informants. Wait, wait, wait. The dude who stabbed Chauvin actually is an FBI informant. Yeah. Okay, but th- on top of that, the problem is that we saw from the Twitter files and from Facebook and Meta that the government was going to social media platforms. Like it is telling been proven them in what to do. Like if you look at the Twitter file messages, you can see coordinates between 
Uh, one of the I think it was, it was the person. It was it, someone who won an election in Arizona was straight up like they were. They allowed her. They allowed they uh, upheld her request for censoring and pushing down her opponent in the algorithm. It like first, there are messages of that. There is also it's also been proven in a court. Uh, I believe it's been a federal court now also that the Biden administration did specifically ask for the suppressing of certain that things. was that was the the thing about the Hunter Biden. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But the thing about the Hunter Biden laptop is that the the FBI had already had it since 2019 and they and it was a true story and it was a true story. And, and then they, they specifically it. told Twitter like, hey, this story about Hunter Biden may be Russian disinformation. And it's like, well, you've you had the laptop for a year wasn't. now. You should know whether or not it isn't. So they were like, so effectively what had happened was, is the, these people who know whether or not the story is true or not are going to I mean, a goes, social media and being like, maybe you could uh, suppress this a little bit because it could hurt our, uh, chances of our, our favorite, our favorite politician running. It goes to maybe you could do this as favor for such us. different facts on this because just on the, the the court cases that you mentioned alone, there was an activist judge in Texas that initially uh, censored. That is a that is an opinion. And then it was and then it was a Fifth Circuit uh, appeal that uh, upheld most of that rule, and it will not survive to the Supreme Court because coercion but, but is required no, no, in First no, Amendment issues with the government. That is a hundred percent coercion. And the same courts are also. If you no no let him let him speak. The same courts are also requiring. Uh, the government to force media companies to publish certain content that the media companies don't want to publish as private entities. And so they're trying to have it both ways. They're saying we don't like it when it's uh, we when it's when it's Democrats that want to advise. No, no, no. Coerce, and then no, no, we no. want to coerce people to uh, publish right wing information. Well, no, but it's, here's, it's a, let, it's a, let me I'm, I'm going to interject sure. real quick because um the the cases a lot of the cases also see that the even with the Twitter files too it was both sides Republicans and Democrats yeah were but both it favored, social media it favored yeah, and, them and, and ten saying, to one it favored the, Democrats because, ten because to one the, the, like the 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 in, in in those cases when they were uh, I I would use the word pressure but not coerce when they were when they were asking Twitter to do things Trump was asking them to censor people who were just calling Trump names and the Biden administration was making good arguments for caution that's not, don't care not, that is not that, that is not a good argument not, when it's like yeah. your son who clearly you know is doing some foul things like there, there are videos drugs, of him all yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. of stuff and the, then you're like this is his laptop and then you the fbi and the Biden administration are like that's not true yeah, the, the specific and then literally thing that they were years later after the fact it's like oh actually this is true it's like that played a role and getting him elected, just like other things, like the whole Ukraine and the, every, all the, there's so many things. Oh, that, Burisma. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of different things that were suppressed and told to these social media companies to do. And it was, at that time, for the Biden administration, it was more left-leaning, and then obviously under Trump, he was trying to censor a bunch of people too. So it, it, both sides do it, but my whole I mean, the, overarching the, argument the, to get the, off of this to, 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 to is, your point, the communications was created by the, the if I remember the Twitter files correctly, that whole communications between the government and Twitter in such an overt fashion was started underneath the Trump administration. There was yeah. a huge substance difference between the nature of the Trump administration's requests and the Biden administration's request, and specifically with the Hunter Biden files, they wanted Hunter Biden's personal information to be reported with caution, and they advised reasonably that news organizations should not bring unfounded October surprises into the public domain. At the time of New York Post reporting, it did proved to be good reporting but at the time it was not supported uh totally it was it was irresponsible for them to publish that just as it was irresponsible for Bu buzzfeed to publish the uh dossier the steel dossier um was it though because i mean if it's been vetted if it's been vetted that much and so many they, journalists had both, already both had the it new york times a and long BuzzFeed had people a like people have had that since as long as probably since a little bit longer since the FBI had it. But, so but, it's been vetted for a very long time. It, it, vetted is a strong word. They had, had, had his it, ID, had it, his yeah. photos of him in the damn lap. Like, what more yeah, do you no, need? Yeah, they, no, they, they, they knew it was a laptop. They didn't know the provenance of it. And with what do you mean? the it, scale there, of Russian disinformation and the ability of... How, no, 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 I, I reject wait, wait, that. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. How no, is there no, a, that photo, is, a photo with 
Hunter Biden. If the FBI has had mouth, it since 2019, they would have known by now. It's, they would have known by the time the Hunter Biden story came out whether or not it, it's, it's just not for the, information. The provenance or not. of the information matters because if the Russian government had planted that laptop and then they had planted all of this personal information of Hunter Biden's on it, then there's no way there's they could have planted that. Believe that the information. Connor, 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 There is no possible way the Russian government could have planted that onto Hunter Biden. What, 2013 is when all I mean, that shit bro, happened? Bro. 2014, it was a reasonable it was? caution at the time. A reasonable caution. Um, a I, drug no, addict no, 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 accidentally no, no. left his computer this is somewhere? Exactly. This is Come the on. same sort of caution that you're asking everyone to give uh, Giddy. Okay, why you gotta rope it back into this man, bro? I want to. I, I want to. Is it be, though? I want to have the same standard. No, no, no. It's everybody. not. It's not the same because one, this is a public official or a public official son. So like, it, the public officials and, need to be held know, to a and, higher and standard. Two, this is a laptop that was years old, and the FBI already had it in the procession for a look, year. Look, look, we're going in. So we're going in circles okay, here. Fair, we're going yeah. in circles here. The overarching point that I was trying to make is that I didn't when we led into this was that I just don't like the fact that any political party can influence how oh, social media companies yeah. are Agreed. doing things, especially when it comes to things that are true. Right. And, and I don't like that individuals at social media companies can also influence that as well. I agreed. I it agreed. should be a, the internet should be like a public commodity. That's why right. like a Twitter right. Elon buying Twitter was a big thing because that, that, that would involve I think it's a step closer to it. That would involve a, a governance structure of social media companies and public commons that involves some sort of democratic process and would make it a government organization. No. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's he's not wrong. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page on that. I, I just I think I think we've come to some common ground here. Yeah, but then you could still have government corruption, and you know, like I mean, yeah, that's a thing. You're you gonna know, have but, to if you do that. If you if if you're doing it the way he does, the only way you can actually have the trust of the people for people to use so the government's social media is you would have to have an uh um what is it? I think it's minds.com that is fairly f open with all of their code and yeah, algorithms. Yeah, if, if you're more interested in this, uh, for all his craziness, uh, the guy who made uh, 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 ETH, um, Ethereum, uh, has uh, had a lot of writing on internet governance structures um, and voting systems that uh, distribute power We should not uh, be voting more on the equitably. internet, probably. Um, and as much as Ethereum is whack and not really useful, uh, whoa, some of those whoa, ideas whoa. are going it to will be, be one day, okay. super useful in uh, governing Don't you things dare. like AI. Don't say things that could make my Ethereum go down, okay? You this, know? this this same issue is, is present in AI. Uh, we had the whole uh, open AI yeah. uh, clusterfuck. Debacle yeah. with Sam Altman. Debacle is a better word. Uh, you, can, you can put a tip in the swear jar for me when you have to bleep that later. <laughs> I already have like 20 today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, because we don't want a few capitalists in control of such a monumental undertaking. We want to have some public support in there. And I want to empower the pessimists, those people on the board, to make those decisions. And it, it was clear afterwards, like, apparently Altman at one point said, hey, it's a good thing that the board can fire me in case... I start acting yeah. irresponsibly, I th but apparently the board couldn't fire him. Yeah, because... I think it is so wait, 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 wait. interesting before, before you that go, he was on Rogan that. before, and he was very cagey. Yeah. Like if you watch that whole interview, you'll see him start explaining things about AI and like I think the new version of ChatGPT, and it looks like he wants to go into it, and then he like kind of backs off, and it's just like, oh, that <laughs> I'm looking at that a whole different way now. That fucking you know. Yeah. Before we dive into this, for the people that don't know what's going on, oh, we probably should we should probably sure, yeah, explain. No, so go ahead and I, you know, go ahead dive well, into that. On I, on Sunday night, uh, they announced in a cryptic message that he was fired. Uh, journalists knew as early as uh, wait, was it? Oh, I might have my days wrong. Was it Monday night that he mm -hmm. was fired, or was yeah. it Sunday? I think it was Monday because I think he they knew he was going to get fired and then he got fired and then he left or no Microsoft offered him offered him a job and then I think he was, he was back was by Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday is the point it was literally like one minute they were like he's fired and then Microsoft's like we hired him and then, and then the then next like, minute like he's not fired yeah because the entire company was like we're leaving if he's fired it was it was it was the 17th of November and then uh 
107 hours later, uh, he returned as CEO in principle. <laughs> yeah, it's like four days. After 4.5 days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, and the two the two pessimists on the board, uh, one of them was, I know was, her name was Helen Toner. Um, uh, she resigned, and that's an unfortunate loss because she had a really good policy paper about how to regulate AI. Um, and the Biden administration appeared to follow her recommendations in their recent executive order that called for caution in AI. And it I don't trust the Biden administration, well, so I'd have to look at that. Well, so so in in the the order was um, uh, <clears throat> not very. Uh, hard in its regulation. It was cautionary. It was like we think you guys should do it was this. It's basically not if you, regulation. If you it was have like suggestions, it was suggestion. And according to her paper, um, based on research of previous suggestions, it's an effective policy measure to regulate AI at this juncture in order to give the uh, consideration to researchers that if they stepped over too far, then the government would have to come in and well, uh, see, regulate them further. That, and that's that the other thing is, I, why isn't AI such a big thing in this presidential campaigns that were so Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be, yeah. It, it will it, be. It, yeah. it needs to be. Trump like, and DeSantis really have already to... used AI shit against each other, and it's pretty funny. I mean, I'm just talking about like more <laughs> like like an, an overarching aspect. Like It's like... Like people don't realize people like, are more about concerned about their jobs. People are more just... yeah. People are more concerned about the immediate danger of economy, foreign aid, homelessness. AI blah, is blah, blah, the blah, blah, blah. biggest disruption but as, of the world that economy is such that a, we will ever see ever. Agreed, but that is such a that's a big concept, and a lot of people just aren't even. That's not they're thinking about what is Let's directly see, in front I, of I them. I saw your your reaction there. Why do you not agree with my point? I mean, I just generally don't like absolutes like that. Um, I I see AI as part of the trend of the agricultural revolution and not its Ooh, own thing you know like i want to have a broader uh, i mean but but it's it is true I it's going to fundamentally change the world i mean if you think about it like we've we've talked about this before you know uber eats with the robots now you got driverless cars you got autonomous semi trucks you got uh tesla's making the tesla bot which literally replaces like low skilled labor you know the the fact that all fast food chains are like there's ai that takes your food like your order McDonald's. at rallies and mcdonald's and wait rallies has AI. yeah oh, rally says AI, an ai takes your your order and knows the entire that. menu I, I, like I these agree are jobs with on this he had an interview in hard fork where he was like ai will change the world a lot but we won't really notice and we'll just kind of move on and yeah, but I, no, I think, I think because so. We I have think a, we will. We have a huge capacity to adapt. We, yeah, we I do, mean, humans where? Fun, I mean, that's kind of biologically written into us. We can adapt pretty well, and that's like seen but to over where, the but to where? course. I think if it's... It, if it's every industry ever, you have the film it industry depends. to if the humans, low-skilled labor. If we get a to, hold to on AI and we slowly increment it over time, then it's going to be fine. But there's no The issue is... That, and, and but the, the issue yeah, is if yeah. if you make a super intelligence like super intelligent AI, you have no clue what it like. It could do whatever it wanted at that point. If you accidentally break the Rubicon, in which it's very likely we will, or put someone has, and they're just keeping it a secret. I think some researchers, especially with pessimists, make good arguments that generative language models won't reach what's called AGI. Oh no no no, um, no. yeah that that there will be some sort of bottleneck that we will eventually use large language models to overcome towards like quantum computing or some yeah I, stuff I've like had that a that we can't imagine right now I have um, but there's there's reason to be cautious about these pronouncements oh, that the singularity is around the corner yeah, I have a friend that I uh, talked to who had, used to work with AI and um he was saying once you start to see a while a long time ago he was saying once you start to see AI that is tricking people into whether tricking people into whether or not they see it is it as like an intelligent being they've already it, done that it's too late exactly that's there, that's there was that point. there's that one study i think it's one of the big companies google they, it was google yeah. yeah and they gave the ai money and they gave it tasks to do and it got stuck on the um i'm not a robot captcha so one on Fiverr or Upwork or whatever and mm -hmm. hired someone to do it that for was a them good one. yeah yeah it's, it's oh mimicking. that might have been being that might have been who? There was a Google scare where this one of their engineers came out and it's like, no, I have conversations with this AI and it talks yeah. to me like it's a child. Yeah. Which was there's... very weird. That well, he, I, he started to get into magical thinking. And that too. Which is that it was actually experiencing the world and that's not the case. No, that's not how it 
it I'm just saying it's work. a very dangerous thing we're heading towards. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not regulated properly, everybody's going to start losing jobs, which already it's it's literally knocking at the door. So I'm just curious, I'm, you know. I'm not so concerned about the job loss because I, you know, ideally, and I think this is a pretty uh, uh, viable result, uh, is that people who are currently in jobs will simply start to use AI to increase their productivity. Oh, 100%. Um, but not necessarily I mean, that's be fired. But you can say so that, like, look at tech jobs. To his point. Low-skilled tech jobs don't uh, A to bunch be... of animators and stuff like that, like AI has been helping them over the last 10, 15 years as opposed to it was like in the late 90s. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have see, to result in job losses if we have an adequate... regulation left... to make sure that it doesn't result well, in there's, job there's also, I mean, There's also a regulation to make sure that people don't get fired and we can you know there was okay there's this there's this really famous um i think it's a milton friedman essay from like the 1920s where mm -hmm. he's like the future you won't have to work so much it will be mm -hmm. like a three-day work week and everybody will work like 20 hours maybe even four hours a week because we're going to have so much productivity per worker and then what happened was companies started to size down and increase the amount of labor um uh Sorry, increase increase the amount of uh, productivity out of one person, mm -hmm. um, and that resulted in a whole bunch of free labor that then needed to be specialized. That could be part of the cycle here, or we could go the other way and say you get to keep your job, you can't fire people for being more productive, and you can uh, simply pay them the same and get more out of them. But see, I almost I mean, certainly think we're going to have to have some form of UBI or something like that. Right. When That's AI the comes. other option to yeah. regulation, to tamping down on economic and technological growth. You did not just say UBI. If you, if AI is stealing people's jobs, bro, you might have to have UBI. Okay, right. understandable. And, and, that would, and that would be great because if AI is doing it for us, then we don't have to work for food. Yeah. And it, food is not so scarce anymore. So you're talking anymore, about post-scarcity society. Right. Yeah, that's, Star Trek that's, potential. That's the dream. I mean, especially when it comes to the Tesla bot, I just think that people are like really underestimating like what the future is going to look like. The fact that they have a robot that's like five nine that will be able to lift things, move things. You can program it to cook food. Like, bro, that is insanely scary because now a, a fast food chain can say, "Well, I can keep my business open all night long. I don't need to hire somebody. I could just buy this hundred thousand dollar robot, and it'll make me." Greater returns. Yeah, and than... instead of instead of forcing them to uh, not buy the robot and forcing them to continue to have people work, they could say we we're going to tax you on the robot and we're going to give those taxes directly to the employee that you fired. Hmm. Or you could be a fucking. I mean, but see, not everybody's as smart as you, Connor. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> or in fifty years, you could be a green terrorist and just completely take yourself off yeah. the grid. You could say you know for every for we could say to a company for every person that you automate away, uh, you have to pay us a salary and then we'll give it to that person or you pay that person directly. I don't think the, the world wants to go to a post-scarcity society, especially when it comes that there's so many third world countries that are- uh, What an insane wants to go? <laughs> what? You who, said you don't think the world want, wants to go to a post-scarcity society? Post society? The people that have the money. Oh. Exactly. Okay, that's The minority mean. capitalists exactly. that induce scarcity. They will not allow- that to happen that's what i'm saying is you got an uphill battle man not to mention there's too many third world countries that like in my ideal world if there was a post-scarcity society everyone would be brought into the first world and this would be like a global thing well that but that, that ain't gonna happen that would create a bunch of problems because you also has a bunch of religious people that all, all or people who haven't seen the progression of technology are all of a sudden getting this giant leap and if they're super religious zealots that's not going to be good for I'm I'm feeling pretty worked up now, and I'm I'm happy with this discussion. I think it's time to uh, move on give to a, give a, a quick review of a debate that happened this yeah. week, and then uh, call it a day. I, yeah, it the, shouldn't have happened. The, the, the <laughs> debate shouldn't have happened. The debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis um, shouldn't have you, happened. If, if you guys didn't watch it, um, it was honestly a waste of time. Um, Gavin Newsom made a perfect articulation of. At the end of it, which was, <laughs> I think one thing is clear. We might we uh, hold on. Let me find the. Exact it was it quote. was at the beginning, and it was killer. He said that uh, the the only thing that's clear is that neither of us will be president. Yeah, exactly. Which is I you shouldn't he should not be fucking saying that. No, it was the nominee for both of our parties, not president. Right, right. But right. he that's not something you should fucking say at all in a debate. I mean, he had some killer lines that were very rehearsed, and he had a wide variety of them. I was pretty impressed with his debate performance, even though it wasn't actually something that i was interested in as a viewer yeah i honestly like i didn't really care about it because i think De desantis is like a flop of a candidate 
Um, I think like for him, I mean, I'm not from Florida, so maybe he's a good governor. Maybe he used to be not. your boy, man. He wasn't. He wasn't my boy. I like some of the things that he said and the way he was going about things, but I don't think that by any means he's like the great. I mean, as so, an independent, I, I sympathize yeah. with some of the things that mm-hmm. he says, but I also think he's an idiot on other things. What I've um, what I've noticed is a lot of uh, the right the right leaning people I know they like him from largely from a policy standpoint, where they're conservative independent right-leaning or libertarian uh they more or less like a lot of his stuff but they do not like his handling of his campaign and he is just they find him to be awkward and they don't see him as a leader type they're like look if people of florida love him and largely they do then let him be a governor and write out his term but they don't want to see him be president i also don't don't think uh I feel like that is the inverse of Newsom here in California. Obviously, I do not like him in his policies. I just don't. Uh, But a lot of people here do. And I I think that won't translate to the rest of the country, despite him putting up ads. This this entire debate gave Newsom a national stage that he did not need. He did not need. No. He's he's getting name recognition by virtue of the fact that we're talking about him. But that's my point is that DeSantis is an idiot for taking the damn debate because if you don't want to give attention to somebody like Gavin Newsom who wants to run for president, why would you agree to a debate with someone who's not even running for president? Oh, no, no. He is is running. He just hasn't said it. Yeah, basically if Biden... 2028. No, I think he's going to be 2024. No, 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 it's no, already no, no, no. it's already passed. Like it's, uh, we we can't get on we can't get new candidates onto the ballots in a lot of states. There's not enough time to just there there might still be deadlines ahead, but there's not enough time to like organize. Only that only if like Biden well, had like a medical emergency, then would it be like you bro? He's having medical emergencies we every know, time he we talks. Know, but I'm I'm saying right now, I think the goal is to get Biden back in the office. No, and, I straight up think they probably will try to find a way to get him onto the ballot because they can't run Biden. One because he's too old. Two His because administration is running the United States government, not, not Biden. I know, but if you're people, that's not how people. I understand that. That's not how people think when they vote, though. Yeah, they're all idiots. We, I mean, we should. So to my point, I don't think they're gonna run Biden because that he's just not mentally. He, though he does not have the mental think, f- mental facilities anymore. Think means that's you don't not know. That's not how people and, vote. And just. Think means you don't know, and like I said, it's he already said it's past the point. And I he, think the goal yeah. is to set him up for twenty twenty eight. I I'd still think like, yeah, if there was a medical emergency or something, then they would throw Newsom in. But bro, Biden's been ha- we, he had reconstructive brain we, we, surgery as as Obama's vice president. Yeah, he did. I think it was like twenty twelve or fourteen. He had a he, he a, had a reconstructive, reconstructive brain, brain not surgery. Brain surgery. He had a brain <laughs> yeah. surgery. whoa. He had a brain. He had a um, not reconstructive brain surgery. He had surgery on his head in twenty in twenty seventeen, and it was they were looking at. We don't have the capability to do that. <laughs> Damn, I'm having a stroke. That's uh, all right. It's a hard job he's doing. I wanted to get back to your your uh, the the debate because you had some key points which I found were very interesting. It says. Uh, one is DeSantis is losing the presidential race. We've covered that. Yeah, Two, one big guy. argument with diluted and misleading points. Yes, totally. And then as an example of one of those diluted and misleading points, you have uh, the assertion Newsom allows porn books in class starting in the fourth grade. And that I'm just going off what he said. I, when, yeah. when when DeSantis oh. pulled up when DeSantis pulled up that book and then they were gender queer. Yeah, and then he was pulling it up and then he was like, You allow this in schools and it was like showing depicting like a sex and, scene. and newsom was like we don't teach that no 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 no, yeah. no that well, has that's been... misinformation that's misinformation he no, said no he said we he don't said teach that. we don't teach that in classrooms um third grade and under there have been instances of people finding those books in schools. no 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 newsom specifically yeah, said newsom specifically newsom specifically yeah. said that those books are not offered to third grade and lower and so why is fourth DeSantis grade point the was first about fourth fucking grade. time that they're allowed to see? That's very like weird to me because like you don't even have like like in California you have like that sex talk where they talk about like I remember in fifth grade yeah I had it it was in fifth grade I remember in fifth grade learning about the uh, the, the human... I might have been at, I might have had it in fifth grade I don't know what I'm talking about I remember it's the, a long time ago I remember but why, I remember but about why? the biology and like yeah, the things yeah. that go into puberty and like but it wasn't the sex. Gesti- and like no it was not that's sex. why I'm like why 
why is that book well that's precisely one of the book's critiques of american sex education and it's a pretty good critique i for one bro really i really value uh, whoa, having wait, wait, kids wait, wait. kids wait, wait, wait. do not need to see a book of people performing you, no no because, how, no wait, wait, or an it, instruction no, but, manual on how to both, perform yeah, yeah. sexual wait, acts before because later in middle school you have sex education where they talk about condoms and sex and whatever mm-hmm. so why isn't that book saved for later like even then, I think that depicting sex scenes isn't really something well, that needs to be done in, in, school. in school in general. In no. general, but like, I mean, cr- why is fourth grade when you're introducing the, the those day kids? Sex? Look, hey, we're if you're in fourth grade, you're nine years old. You're trying to figure out when the fuck SpongeBob's coming on. You're not worried about fucking. Well, yeah. if, uh, this person was, and many kids are not fucking per se, but uh, they're interested issues, in sex. There's issues of also also in, in in gender roles specifically, and the ways in which they're reinforced by adults. Um, and this uh, is a, a point that I wish I was exposed to as a kid. I read some really great books. I read Dune in third grade and Rendezvous with Rama around then too, and those gave me an expansive and empathetic view. They made me a, a humanist and. Uh, I I wish that you I you can't was be a humanist. You're this, a communist. It's view. not the same thing. <laughs> and <laughs> they exact, they're opposed to each other. And and there there are some kids that certainly wouldn't want to be exposed to this, and you know shouldn't be. And you know that's their choice. We all navigate uh, a very perilous media world where we can be exposed to beheadings on the internet and everything like that. Mm. And it's it's valuable that books like this, challenging books that give you an alternate perspective of someone's intimate life. Uh, be available to kids on library shelves and uh, but at cater what to. Age? But at, that's the at issue. What I, age is the no nine-year-old well, or ten-year-old needs be, to see that should and be needs an instruction no, manual on how to perform sexual acts on people. That should be addressed on a case-by-case basis, and it's not a, a direction book on how to. Okay, perform Okay, that's sexual not going to happen. Let's get a realistic approach because the realistic solution. Like every, every kid basis, is different. Bro, you want a case-by-case basis from millions of kids? We don't even have like proper um psychology like we, some schools do no, good with psychologists in school but some don't like i, I don't even remember seeing like a school it's psychologist the li- it's the librarian like it's the teacher it's the parents it's the kids siblings it's the kids social group I'm, yeah I'm that's it's the older. kid himself that's, that's, that's all for the parents that's the that's author, all up to the parents it's in my the eyes. author too Her, uh their uh perspective because <clears throat> i can't remember the pronouns that they use so i'm going to use uh generic they uh because i have difficulty with pronouns myself um, their perspective is really valuable and is a I'm not great saying I'm not saying that it's not I'm just saying I don't think that children, children, children and it's, should and it's, be left and it's valuable and it's valuable to some kids maybe not most kids but some kids certainly would find a lot of value in it and I think then that's should, up to the parents yeah. not the and, teacher and, and the kid as well bottom it's an intimate Connor, experience. bottom line that book should not it's be not in a, elementary should, schools not, probably not even I don't even think middle school fucking I, I mean, don't even I mean, think hey, you, you have freshman. Read it, so you, you I I've seen pictures of it. That book does not need to be in schools. Straight I, up, I I, abs- it, I absolutely disagree. I'm thinking here of, of like of like Louis C.K.'s experiences with being like he's like he he's, he has actually a great example of of being like like uh, sexually aware but not aware of what he was aware of as a kid and how that like damaged his psyche and how there was not a, there weren't adults around to help him with that. And yeah, that's what that's for the parent. That's the parent's job. And and this is a valuable tool in the parents' arsenal to deal with that. The books, uh, the the author's own parents struggled with this, and that is part of the reason why. But see, but they see, wrote the, the, book. The, problem, but the problem the problem is you have the government, you have the government showing kids effectively porn, what, that's and that's not, not that's not good. True. The government is not Can, showing wait, them. Hold on. If it is in a public, if it's in a public schools library, let's it clarify. is the government. It, but they're they're not actively showing them. They're allowing access but to that's people. that's the problem is that you're we're saying that parents should be able to decide and you can say like oh well then you know what if the parent is not very supportive and this and that but like the thing is there are some kids that maybe do not want they their parents just don't want to have access to that book for their children and then you're circumventing the parents well, decisions they're, they're, by putting them in the school and then a teacher can say you should really read this their, book. Their, like, it's, it's their attempt simple. to restrict access to their kids is also affecting people who uh, should have access to it. And that is uh, an intolerance that we should not tolerate in a democracy. You say that, but at the end of the day, kids are kids and kids are very easily influenced. I'm not saying that they're going to just like turn gay if they read the book. I'm not saying anything like that or 
I don't know what the book's about. It's it, but, it, like, no, I just it, know it, the it, it is a really positive influence on kids uh, if taken in a charitable way. And there I are people think, who I won't take think, it positively because think, they, you know, it's not for them. I think there's a time and a place to wrap up my my side of this. I think there's a time and a place. I think it should be later in life, like in middle school, going into high school or high school in general. And it should be like the parent's decision or like they have to, like I said, they have to be at that age where they're aware. The fact that there's like sexual depictions in that book. The fact like, that that and also a lot of parents didn't even know that that was a thing being shown to their children. It's one thing if you want to put that into the curriculum. If you want to put that in some here. sort of curriculum where they learn that, then it has to be. It still fundamentally needs to be a parent's choice where they're like, yes, I consent to my daughter, son, whatever, seeing this in a and you you have to understand setting. that for example in the state of california i don't know how it is in other states you you have to get consent to even in, in elementary school and middle school you have to get parental consent to even go to those sex ed classes yeah right so for the the fact of the matter is that this is like a book that can circumvent those processes because you're just throwing it in the library and like i said if parental parents are like we 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 want our kids to look at this book like but later in life that could be the simple like argument from a parent and you're circumventing their their parents cir- the you're, you're parental circum- rights you're, you're circumventing the parental rights to restrict access to it because some parents need to use that as some a tool. parents but are you going to look at the majority parent. or the ma- the minority I'm going to protect the minority because that's really valuable in society and the majority is not being harmed by somebody having access to this book. What happened to your socialist ways? You know? No, the, the profound part of socialism is making sure that minorities have freedom of choice. I feel like um in order for socialism work to work, it has to. But I know that's communism. It has to fundamentally work from a majority-based standpoint. Same thing with communism. Every, every all people in majorities are members of some minority. We're all multidimensional. All right, that could be a whole other debate. But to wrap it up, thank you for watching the Wave Podcast. Go ahead and like, subscribe, uh, comment down below who you like more: Newsom or DeSantis. Start a civil war. We like to see you guys fight. It's pretty entertaining, and we will see you guys next time. Connor's a communist. Keep that in, baby.